0: If you want to watch Logan wear a taco hat, hear Jimmy talk bad about KTMs, and learn a thing or two from the editor of Dirt Bike Magazine, then you should listen to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 105, I think. Okay, so it's 106, but if you listen to this one, then you're smarter than you were yesterday. Welcome everybody. Yeah, Valley of the Dirt people. How's it going, Logan? Good. This is the uh, show where we talk about what? Dirt bikes
1: and dirt bike or motorcycles and motorcycle related products.
0: It can be dirt bikes. It can be dirt bikes and motorcycle related products or motorcycle and dirt bike related products. It's just, you know, cuz some people they don't realize that their dirt bike is a motorcycle and vice versa. Yeah. So, do you ever do you ever go to family now your family's pretty moto oriented. Do you ever go to I had this happen all the time you go to like a family function or something like that with kind of some we'll call them outsiders. They mm-hmm. don't really know exactly what you do and then and then they're the kind of it's like it's like it'd be like your grandma sending you a Harley a pillow shaped like a Harley and because it's a motorcycle. Cuz it's a motorcycle. Yeah. So so you ever have that happen? Um like a t- they'll give you a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, like with my grandma actually.
0: Yeah, with Harley. That's yeah, okay. They 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 know they it's two wheels, it's all cool. So um we are going to dive right into it. Uh this show is brought to you by Taco Moto. Tacomoto co on the webs. That's co, don't use the m. And uh, they make all kinds of stuff for your um, emissions compliant bikes. That's what they specialize in and they're getting into Hondas now. So Um, If you don't want to ride the KTM 500, which is um, the bike you should ride because it's the best bike for everybody, if you ask me, because that's what I say all the time, evidently, Um, then you can have a Honda CR450L. And now he's starting to get you some modified products for that. So Taco Mike uh, can probably answer your questions and take care of stuff. Um, What else do we have? Climb. Yes. Have you seen the new Dakar gear colors yet? No, I have not. Why not?
1: Because I haven't seen you wear them.
0: Oh, well, that's a, that's good because leads right into that. That means they need to send them to me. I yeah. need some new climb colors. I have the old colorways, but I've been wearing moto gear lately, so haven't been doing a ton on the uh, on the uh, off road stuff. It's a little bit too hot out here. But I did I did request some of the new colorways for some photo shoots I have coming up, so you'll be seeing those soon. But you should just don't you. Look on the Instagrams or the... What do you do all the time with your phone? And What are you doing when you're doing this?
1: Uh, Googling answers to homework.
0: Googling answers to homework.
2: That's what Chegg's for.
0: That's what we do these days. Also producer Matt here. Yeah, welcome to the show, Matt. Do I have yeah, to introduce you? To be here. you, need, do, well, you maybe. do you require... I I,
2: hand, I handed you a check. You did hand me a check. Yeah, it was nice.
0: So just shut up.
2: <laughs> you just, just pay me to sit here and shut just up. take
0: take money keep making things happen i see we got i see we have a special guest
2: yeah yeah there's a special guest we have a
0: special guest we can bring on to the
2: show but um actually
0: we should bring him on the show because he's he quite possibly uh is more knowledgeable than i am at, at least about certain things i actually i know about certain things because uh our guest is uh ron lawson um who is the uh, – he'll have to explain exactly what he is at Dirt Bike Magazine because we stole like three-quarters of their name. They're Dirt Bike Magazine and we're Dirt Bike Test. But uh, Ron, Ron has been
2: a – right, I'll bring him on the show.
0: Oh, no. We, we're confusing everybody now. <laughs> Wait, no, we're confusing everybody. <laughs> I, I, I can make anything more confusing and worse. <laughs> so um, Ron is the – he'll tell you exactly what he is at Dirt Bike Magazine. I think he's the editor-in-chief of uh, dirt bike magazine uh he was he was at cycle world magazine long before i was when i was a runt about your age a little bit older than you um i tried to bum test bikes from him because i was trying to figure out how i could get free motorcycles some way shape or form and uh, he was at cycle world at the time and little did i know that i would actually like um uh follow a little bit in his his footsteps editorially and and then uh and then Pioneer new ground for uh, racing because we did uh, race together a few times as well. Horrible experiences, right, Ron? <laughs> Except for that one time on the KLR, KLX 650, which I was telling the story to somebody. Nope. Oh no this this show can go on forever. <laughs> there's no we don't have time limits what what happened matt did you so break it already
2: happened. yeah one second i'm gonna switch it back to you really quick i don't know what just happened
0: <laughs>
2: what just happened sorry we're we right. having some technical difficulties all of a sudden
1: yeah i was picking up like the, yeah it suddenly the switched docks. screens
2: for me um back? it's back we're back well it's probably well it's on the wine screen right now i'm now trying it's... to figure out what just happened
0: well then just figure it out and don't talk i'll talk i'll talk <laughs> me and ron will have a little chat um ron do you have, do you have a beer because you know actually i have a beer i almost had it a... no this is a this is a high life this is a champagne of beers um i think people can hear him right now they can't hear him yet yeah yeah, yeah. well i can can he maybe is is he on the screen did you pull him up on the screen
2: so I'm trying to uh, figure out exactly what's going on right now. It, it, it the the screen capture just totally switched off to something else. Yeah, okay. The, the Google. I don't know what just happened. Page. to the switch. Uh, I think Ron's going to have to use sign language. Is what's going to
0: have to happen. You're just going to you're going to have to sign your answers, and I'm going to have to translate. <laughs> Actually, you're probably going to say something good about yourself, <laughs> and then that's why we cut you off. Okay, we should be good. We should be good now. Okay. okay. <laughs> we. This is technology. I don't yeah. understand how any of this works. I just um, host this show. Logan, do you know who Ron is?
1: Um, no.
0: Did you see him at the Alpine Stars gear intro?
1: I haven't really seen him.
0: Before? Do you even well, know which guy right he is? Right now, so yeah. Right. So this is, this is what happens. These kids, Ron, they don't know who you are. They, so uh, let's get back back into like how I, I probably... Right, but you weren't much older.
3: <laughs>
0: How? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I was I at the Nevada rally. I was having problems with my clutch burning up, and the reason this kind of came up just recently is I had had a quad team here that had a super high powered um, Yamaha. Uh, 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 what's the? It's not the 450. What's the next one up? the The, the Raptor with the six the 660 motor in it. 700, yeah, because they, they, they make it into something bigger and stuff. And they had this clutch in there. There was a locker clutch. It was a real interesting thing. And I'm like, well, that's really good and really bad, you know, because if you lock it up, then you start breaking gears. And they, they go, oh, yeah, we have had this happen. And I go – and and I knew about, like, clutches, how they slip when you're wide open because they just can't pull the, pull the gears. And uh, so they had this locker clutch thing in there. And, of course, it caused breaking transmissions and all kinds of other stuff that's what I was on a KLX 650 it was actually a really good bike for the, for the Nevada rally, except it would smoke the clutch every day. And then, um, I would blow up and then I'd have to fix it. And then Ron would start ahead of me and I'd catch him. And He's the hardest guy in the world at the Nevada rally to pass ever. So I think I told Heather to throw all your gear out on the side of the road someplace.
3: Yeah. I think that's <laughs> what happened. The, um, <laughs> See, I I was on the fastest motorcycle ever made. I was on. I don't
2: know what's going on with this thing. It was working before. Oh, how were you there? Oh, he was. I think we're. I think it's only just fixed. I think it's only just got fixed. Yeah, don't ring the bell. Just I'm
0: not going to ring the bell. (laughs) Be quiet and let Ron talk. You're on a what? KTM what?
3: I was on a 552 stroke. (laughs) Oh, it was. Everybody else was on four strokes for that race. Because four strokes were, you know, were kind of cool at the time. And, and we thought at the time that two strokes were uncool, you know, would, things would change. Yeah. And so, but I wanted to ride the fastest motorcycle made. So I got a KTM 550. What I didn't know was I would be the only one of those in the race. And there wouldn't be a single spare part anywhere. <laughs> so I, I blew out the shock on the first day. And I had Gary Jones rebuilding the shock every single night, and he didn't have the right tools to do it. So I didn't have any damping for whatever it was, 2,000 miles in the rear shock. Right. Um, But that wasn't wasn't the cause of our problems. (laughs) What,
0: what, What was the cause of our problems? Other than other than I couldn't get by you. I remember I hated you after that. I mean, I there was there was a blistering amount of hate that it could. It's hard to really explain. It's because I would
3: be I would be starting uh, last, and you would be starting first one day, and then starting last the next because you broke down every other day.
0: No, I broke down pretty much every day. I think. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we were all alternating cycles or something like that, but. Yeah, and then I think – yeah, you know what? I bet you what pissed me off – now you start talking about it, I bet you your bike threw a lot of roost, like a lot of rocks. And it was a 552-stroke. It made like <laughs>
3: 70 horsepower.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mine was – mine, I couldn't hold it wide open. I could only hold it about three-quarters open because if I held it wide open, it would just – the clutch would just go out. So – um, your, bike, good. your bike made about thirty horsepower, but at least it weighed four hundred pounds <laughs> yes um, so you know Ron, what we do on this show? I know because i'm i 'm sure you're you, i didn 't see top fan logo come up when we got you on there, so I have to probably explain this to you. Um, we answer people 's uh, motorcycle questions, so um, we we basically you know kind of like live on the show and logan this is what logan does logan doesn 't just sit here and look pretty. Uh, but he did bring his uh, ex-girlfriend into the show tonight. Uh, she's looking pretty sweet over there, smiling at us and everything. I, I don't know what happened. Oh, you got the questions? Yeah. You got them on your phone. So we're going to start. What did Todd Kelly have to have to say? And feel free to chime in and answer these questions. Evidently, this question we got asked last week, and we were accused of not answering it.
1: Um, It got, but maybe it got overlooked. What would be considered too long on pavement or too fast for a moose? Is a moose a bad idea for a BDR dual sport kind of ride in Colorado on a 450? I'm looking to run light without pneumatic tools slash parts and avoid flats, obviously. I have my bike set up ready to go for the trip next week with a Techno Moose Enduro Rear with the Tusk. Disport and regular Nitro Moose front in the tough soft slash intermediate tire. I added extra Nitro lube in the tires. Just didn't want to have a failure failure because I ran too fast for too long on the
0: tarmac. So, so this this week we got way more information on this question. I mean, he now he told us what tires and a lot of other stuff. Because do you remember yeah. we answered this? Yes, and I said it, it's not a big deal you can you can run a moose in dual sport like applications as long as you're not like pinning. I mean, they run them in rallies, so that's kind of like worse than dual sport conditions. Um I I'm I'm a little I if it's the Techno Moose and I haven't used one of these for a long time, but those were kind of like more plastic and uh those didn't like a lot of heat cycle. So if you're if you're doing like 5 or 6 days on it, um I remember that that those ones kind of deteriorated after like three days. It didn't really matter how much you rode them each day. It was uh, the heat cycles, but I know the nitro mooses are good. Um, the Michelin ones are good. So extra lube in the tires is good. Uh, those tires should be fine. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. So now we took twice as long to answer that question as we did last week. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he heard it this time. He probably, he probably went and got a beer and came back, and we'd already passed through his question. Because there's no other way you could stand this sh- this show.
1: <laughs> um, John's Solmir.
0: Hey, Ron, you got to You got to be patient with Logan. His reading skills. Uh, he he just got back in school. He's only been he's only been reading for what a week now.
1: Uh, two days. Two days.
3: First when was, was the last night? time he was actually in a classroom.
1: Um, last year, last I was back. For all of last year,
0: but that wasn't in but, a classroom. Oh no, you you had half. You went half the time, right? Yeah, half the time. So and it was, then
1: at the second half to the, of the year, I went all the time.
0: Okay, I hardly even noticed. His dad's over here shaking his head, calling BS. <laughs> <laughs> so last week didn't count for school. It was just it was like just practicing going to school.
1: Uh, what most of the safety procedures and what we do in the class and how the grading is.
0: Do you feel safe?
1: Um, I, well, not with me in the class, but yeah, most, most, (laughs) I feel safe.
0: Confidence inspiring. Okay. What is Joe Schol Schollemeyer. Uh,
1: where is the triumph? Surely someone has leaked some information or a photo out there among our friends.
0: um, I I I've been digging around for this and talking to people and no I haven't seen anything. You you're you're a credible journalist, right, John Ron?
3: That's what you say.
0: Um, well shouldn't you be diving in as as you are the probably the largest uh off-road dirt bike magazine in the world right now.
3: Yeah, it's maybe the largest largest motorcycle magazine. I don't know how big how big is Rider?
0: Ooh, Rider has a I think I don't remember. I remember used to seeing those numbers, but once I moved over to Dirt Rider, when we were the largest uh, motorcycle off-road motorcycle publication, um, yeah, Rider probably has you beat. But are you guys bigger than MXA?
3: Uh, We're about the same. I mean, there's some months that we're in front of them, but it's it's all because we alternate the same distributors and people basically never never know where to find a print magazine anymore. You can find them, you know in any uh in any barnes and noble but beyond that um i don't think barnes and nobles are even they,
0: open they have them on the newsstand out here in pahrump you can get dirt bike magazine in the pahrump smiths i've seen that for sure i mean
3: that's people where
0: here they, that's where they yeah they, they you, don't you ever get those charts that show you where all the magazines sell and stuff like that or they, they don't know. do that yeah <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah, we used to get all that kind of information and, and everything. And then they, they'd have all these, the guys upstairs would have all these crazy ideas. Well, you know, we're selling a lot of magazines up in Seattle, so maybe shouldn't we have more of a grunge look? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I think they make uh,
3: sure that it's the, the uh, Stater brothers near my house and that's about all they care about. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they
0: so you feel feel like you're uh, doing that. Um. So you, you haven't dug up any info on the triumph or you're not willing to share it. You have, it's, 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 it's like under embargo till the next issue.
3: No, I don't really have much of a relationship with triumph. You know, a few years ago, we, we talked a lot with those guys we tested one of their bikes, but I didn't even know anything about the new triumph until it hit. Um, I did dig up a picture of the Buell and, uh, just, just to reminisce about what happens when street bike companies get involved with dirt bikes, and uh, I'm really hoping it goes better than that.
0: Yeah, um, I, 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 I don't. I, I saw a picture of that, but it's it's been a long time now, right? It was an awesome looking bike for people who don't
3: remember what Buell was. Buell was a, uh, uh, it was kind of a sport bike, powered by a Harley Davidson motor, and. They decided that Harley-Davidson actually bought the company out, and it was a part of Harley-Davidson for a while. And then Eric Buell decided they were going to make dirt bikes, and they hired some pretty formidable people. You, you remember, mm. did you work at Cycle World when Steve Anderson was there?
0: Yep. Well, Steve yeah, Anderson
3: was. Was, was, was involved with that project pretty deeply.
0: Yeah. And I know some some people on the motorcycle development side, they were were working with race teams and stuff that were, you know, kind of advising or consulting on that project as well. So for years,
3: that was really secret. No one saw a picture of the Buell, And then, you know, eventually it crumbled before the bike ever reached market. And then Steve once showed me a picture of it on his phone, and he wouldn't let me have it. But (laughs) years later, it surfaced, and the bike was... It was uh, pretty pretty good for the day. We're talking about two thousand five or something like that.
0: Really, um, was that it? Was that that recent? I thought it was. Yeah, I guess it would have been that because I was. I would have been at Dirt Rider, and I knew I knew they were doing stuff, and we were just kind of waiting for something to kind of pop. Because it was it was it was after the Cannondale, right? Yeah. And I think that's what soured that whole thing is like all the, you know, all the success that Cannondale had with uh, making that motorcycle that now yeah. it's funny yeah, no, was,
3: And And that was a, a mostly a stock market collapse more than a, I mean, it was, it was a terrible motorcycle, but we all, we all liked it because it was strange. Um,
0: well, some of us, I think if you, I think if you still own one, it's probably the map that's in, in your ECU is a map that I designed or developed. Because I actually had one that wouldn't stall, like which was kind of strange. That bike was kind of notorious for stalling, and uh, I kind of was able to play around with my palm. And we know what a palm is; it's exactly like that thing, but a wire comes out of it, and it has the computing power of the space shuttle. And yeah, real slow. So, um, anyways, dirt hey, rider bike of the year. Uh, well, that was before me. I had nothing to do with that, even though I did like the Canada they, they had some it had some redeeming qualities I saw I saw things like I saw advantages in this strange concept to spin the motor around backwards I thought that would actually be a good thing and having the airbox up high kind of in front of you um didn't see anything wrong with that um no problem programming it through my uh, phone or my device I thought that was pretty cool stuff um I don't have any issues with aluminum frames but you know I like Husabergs. Ron do you like Husabergs? 570s
3: you know the the, the with the uh, the stacked up motor. Yeah, uh, actually, it was after the KTM era, but that was a very great bike. If I one of those bikes would hold up well today, um, the,
0: a five the, the five seventy.
3: Uh, well, they made several different sizes, didn't they?
0: With yeah, they the, had there was a th- there was a three fifty of three. No, no, I'm sorry, not three. They had a three ninety, a four fifty, and a five seventy. And uh, I, I still have two 570s. I did, you probably wouldn't know this. I every once in a while I, I affectionately refer to them. Um, yeah, because I like talking about them. Because it has, it has you, you know, how when you ride out in the desert and there's hoop de doos Ron, just like endless seen... set, set, sets of hoop de doos I had to yeah. explain to somebody how, how those occur, and they, they thought because the Hooselberg was just there, like you know, digging holes and, and, and throwing a lot of dirt, but in reality. Have you ever like you know had like a like a carpet or something like that, and you and you push on a one end and it, and it and it and it and it and it it slides and it makes it ripples. Well, yeah, the- yes. So so yeah, like, like the carpet bunches up or something. Like that's what the Husenberg does to the earth. That's how much power this five seventy has, and and it's all probably like that five fifty you were talking about earlier. It it just has so much power, it literally like, you know, it, it stretches and coils, you know, kind of kind of rubber bands the earth back up. Yeah. That's where what, hoops come from.
3: What era is the five seventy? Are you talking about the ones that look like Captain Nemo, the submarine, um the novelist?
0: No, or, or no those that was the that was the old that was the real that was the the, the last generation of the real Hoosabergs. So that was like uh, mine mine is a it's two thousand and eight to two thousand I think twelve is when when the uh when they were building that, the 70 degree motors, what it was, what it was, uh, called. But yeah, the, even the older ones back then, they were, they were, they were really, they made some power. Those are good bikes. So yeah, no,
3: that'll be a footnote for you. So no one will believe that that motor actually existed.
0: <laughs> you need to hang on to those. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, as long as you don't have to work on them, they're great bikes. What does a uh, Derek Perez want to know?
1: Um, bought an apollo 125 rfz from a guy. yeah i should have spent a little more time to get something better but i have you written one but have you written one and thoughts on how they perform
0: so um derek perez um let's see he bought a uh are you familiar with the apollo 125
3: uh rfz ron uh I'm assuming that it's a modern Chinese brand. There was a, an Apollo 40, 50 years ago um, <laughs> that I don't remember anything about other than it exists. I think it was a Briggs and Stratton motor, but so, I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably an Asian. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, don't did, did you do you, don't you have the uh, do you still have to do the buyer's guide, the Dirt Bike Magazine buyer's guide?
3: Yeah, but you've got to have a you've got to have a pretty quick shutter speed to catch all the Chinese bikes. That they <laughs> have to go. I'm not saying that the Apollo isn't a fine motorcycle. I'm just, uh-huh. I really don't know exactly
0: what it is. Well, here's, here's this, is, this is this is the kind of question we get on this show. So, um, he, he bought it from a guy that's, you know, he didn't buy it from the Apollo dealer or anything. He bought it from a guy. The guy may have bought the bike or bought 10 of them from Amazon and imported, quote, imported them over. And so, um, and I'm not really super familiar with the, uh, the, the Apollo 125, and I, I don't have the, the, the arduous task of producing a buyer's guide and knowing about uh, every single motorcycle that's known to man. So uh, uh, he, he should have spent a little more to get something better. That's a, that's a tell sign right there. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a dangerous sign. You know, I'm thinking about it now. It wasn't an Apollo back
0: then. The Gemini SST
3: was what I was thinking about back in the day. Do you remember those?
0: No, no, no. Now, yeah, now, now fun. you're starting. Now you're starting to sound old, Ron. We're, <laughs> we're trying to keep the kids interested. Logan's pretty much ready to go to sleep. You ready to go to sleep? He's he's waiting for my snap answer for this guy, aren't you? The
1: what?
0: He's he's the snap the snap oh, the yeah. answer right. Well, what would you tell this guy?
1: Um. I'm pretty sure you can buy them off Amazon.
0: Oh, did you already, do you you got one on order right now? Do you already, that's what you're doing there. You're ordering an Apollo because they're the new thing.
1: No, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw one pop up on the, when I searched in the dirt bike. What, what does it look like? Uh, I don't know. Probably. A
0: A zing zang. Does it look like, or like KLX 125?
1: Um, I'm. I don't know. No,
0: you don't know. He's buying one right now.
1: Apollo motorcycle.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. He says, he says, have you ridden one no and what are your thoughts on how they perform? Well, if he bought one, he should tell me how it performs. So Derek Perez, um, please submit us your ride report and then we can then then we'll know and you can tell everybody else how, how it performs. Is it Papa Wheelie? What? So
1: I am pretty sure this is one of the bikes that we saw at Chaparral.
0: Oh, it's a pit bike. Yeah, they sell them at Chaparral.
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Or they sell sell it under a different name.
1: Apollo at, I think it's called Apollo at Chaparral. They have a
0: Matt. You didn't know about this
2: Japanese. What
0: you didn't know about the Apollo bike?
2: Uh, no, unaware of that. I've (laughs) been (laughs) frantically making sure whatever happened doesn't happen again.
0: Okay, that's good. Because I
2: honestly, I'm still trying to figure out what happened.
0: (laughs) I hope I hope you can fix the squeaky sound in post the the scratchy noise, you're probably not hearing it. You hearing it? You kind of hear the, the. It sounds like the wind. Oh, it, it better one not one. be that. I'll get pissed off if it's that.
1: Uh, should we turn it off?
0: Yeah. Where's the? Have your ex girlfriend get the clicker. So <laughs> or I you or, or or since she's not since she's your ex girlfriend she doesn't have to listen to you anymore.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can buy one of those bikes for.
0: brand new Apollo 125 now you know so uh, okay Uh, Scott uh, Zendel says please ask Yamaha to make the 350 Ron did you do this for Scott did you ask Yamaha to make a 350
3: Uh, you know I think that so many people have been down that road and they've gotten the same answer over and over again that uh, no one bothers to ask anymore it's, you know it's maybe it's we maybe for for, uh,
0: for Austria. maybe as esteemed um, you know motorcycle or journalist we shouldn't ask we should tell Yamaha to make a uh, a 350 right wouldn't that be wouldn't that be our job
3: I've tried telling them many things on many occasions <laughs> and uh, they uh, well you know, If they already were doing it, then, uh, then they usually will stop doing it after I talk about it.
0: What if we get, what if we get Jody on board? You think, I mean, you, you, you you work in the same building as Jody, right?
3: I, I, well, no one really works in that building anymore, but I live in the same town as Jody. I was at his house, not more than a couple hours ago.
0: And so if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're curious, we're speaking about Jody Weisel of motocross action magazine and, uh, so I think, I bet you if Jody told Yamaha to make a 350, then maybe then maybe they would, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, he would have to. He would have to have a Rotax motor. A Rotax. <laughs> and a horse would have to design it.
0: Ooh, yeah. And and it'd have to have a countershaft uh, slash countershaft sprocket disc brake. Um, and a, 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 a train, chain torque elimination system.
3: The, you know, there, there's a, you know... Find a picture of an ATK four oh six and uh, and that's what it would have to be. Not a three fifty, a four oh six.
0: I'll
3: probably work on that project.
0: Yeah. Um hey Ron, uh you, you probably can't this uh, tonight we always uh, talk about a tequila that we're drinking. Oh, another shot glass kind of migrated onto the table. Um, tonight we're having uh tequila Sincuro. and uh so this is uh this is our tequila of the night. I'll tell you how it is in a in a few minutes. This is courtesy of uh, Jimmy Tyler, Logan's dad. Uh, gave this to us at our final, um, off-road class of the, uh, of the season this year. Um, when we were celebrating, wrapping up our season. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I thank, thank you very much for that. Um, and by the way, this show couldn't be possible without the, uh, the support of Jimmy Lewis off-road training, right, Logan? Yes. What do we do at that school?
1: Um... We teach people how to ride dirt bikes.
0: We make you a better rider. Yes. Yeah, through through a series of extensive, well-rehearsed drills and training techniques, it's magic on the motorcycle, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, hold on. Let me... It's like
2: you, a magic you, wand.
0: Yeah, you start talking.
1: So, um, Scott Zundel. Oh, that one's already done.
0: Yeah, well, Scott, so... I I have asked Yamaha to make a 350. If 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 any other company made a 350, Yamaha would be the best one. I mean, imagine that that motor architecture and the way that that 250 runs, and that would be a really good motorcycle.
3: Well, somebody told them to build a new 125 two stroke, and they kind of did, kind of did.
0: Did I tell them that?
3: I think that you. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say yeah.
0: Okay. Because I still ride my 2005 YZ125, and it's almost identical to the 2021. But I'm I'm excited about the 2022. In, in fact, I I promised I wouldn't break an embargo if they if they got me one to test for long term. So you? I I don't have it yet. No. <laughs> so, um, what okay, embargoes have you broken lately? I'm trying to break all of them. That way, I don't have to go to these intros anymore. I, I just I'll get, I'll get I'll get I'll get uninvited. Uh, Actually. We're going to talk about the new YZ250F and the new the the 2022 YZ250F and YZ450F tonight, but we're not going to talk about the 2022s. We're going to talk about the 2021s. If somebody asks questions about them, um, we're we're just gonna we're gonna talk about the 2021s because they're pretty much the same. And I could get if if you took one of those and you made some suspension changes and changed the rear wheel, then I could. Probably infer what the how the bike would work, and I have because I have to wait till Thursday to ride anything. Don't tell me
3: anything about the rear wheel.
0: Oh, why you didn't feel it? It's new.
3: I I can't. You're under sworn secrecy not to say anything about the rear wheel.
0: I think they announced that though. Well, how it it
3: works though?
0: Oh, I don't know how it works. I mean, how are you going to feel the rear wheel? I saw you riding it. I rode it a lot. I probably rode it more than anybody else that day.
2: The, the, did you ride
0: the 450 very much rode them both okay. i did four i did four solid motos how many mo- did i do at least four motos
2: oh at least yeah no yeah. you you rode a lot
0: yeah i did four motos i think i
2: tried i tried to ride as much as you but my hands started to blister up uh so.
0: keep keep working on that computer just keep yeah. p- punch keys over there
2: <laughs> but their bikes are fun
0: yeah <laughs> um okay what does chris smith want to know
1: um, I know you had an issue comparing bikes because it had been a while and you're not side by side. That's what the strengths and weaknesses. What are the strengths and weaknesses between the YZ250F and new
0: CRF250? Okay, so we can talk about the new crf have you, you haven't ridden the new CRF250. You sent uh, Mark Tilly up there for that one, right?
3: Yeah, but I just picked it up today, so I get to ride it this weekend.
0: Okay, and we can talk about this one. So so as a as an as an esteemed motorcycle journalist how did it feel like rolling it back up in the truck cuz i mean that's half the test
3: I've got my days. pen out to hear you talk about what you think of it now so so i know what to think
0: Oh uh, well but i mean any good um instafluencer like they pretty much have most of the the, the evaluation done by the time the tie downs actually hit the the handlebars i think I mean it's it i mean they, they snap a pretty a couple of pretty banger photos of those things and and most of the tests you know remember how you know you used to go to the you, know, you get to the track and you go to your photos the first thing you do is go find the back of the berm where it's all the all the soft dirt is fall, fluffed off from the track on the back side of the berm you just go do a pivot turn and a big roost every cover shot i ever got on dirt bike magazine i meant
3: the, the backside of the berm and then the dirt bomb. Did we ever do a dirt bomb?
0: Oh, me and you, like, we, we played the dirt bomb out. Like, nobody could even do that anymore because we overdid it. We ruined it. And actually, the fact that we're talking about it right now, there's going to be some some uh, some face grammars or whatever they're called. They're going to learn that trick, and bang, you're going to see it. It's going to come back. It's it new. Old is new again. I promise you i might have
3: to explain to Logan the dirt bomb.
0: So, so what it takes, what happens? It takes at least three people. It takes three people. So, what happens? He he knows a little bit about this because he's seen me do it like on sand dunes where I'll I'll build I'll make a rut and I'll jump up the rut. I've had you do it before. Jump up the rut so your feet drag dirt up. Uh, and so when you're doing the photo, you see dirt exploding like when you're doing the jump. So yeah. So the dirt bomb is is you do you, you you get your jump or whatever you're gonna do, you get it all set up and the photographer gets all set up. And mind you, this is back in the day when they had films, so they had to like crank the camera, and then wind the camera up and stuff, and they had to set they had to put the gunpowder in the flash tubes and all that thing. But so you you get it all set up and you do the jump and then Ron would stand there and I'd be on the motorcycle, and I'd do the jump, and he'd throw a big giant bucket of dirt at me and he'd try to hit you like right in the right in the kind of the cases. And it was tricky. It was tricky to do. But you, you, now you go back and you look at all these photos in the magazine where you, you see this dirt exploding. And you're like, wow, look at that thing. It's just exploding. But do you nope. remember Craig Mason? Oh, yeah. He yep. was the
3: master of the dirt bomb because he didn't care how many rocks hit his knuckles. Because <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to sift the sand and the dirt. I mean, because rocks looked better when they were flying and bouncing off you know,
0: faces and everything. Yeah. And see,
3: Greg would just smile and deal with it no matter how much he bled.
0: Yeah. And I, I knew, I knew better because I, I could, you know, I, I me and the, me and the photographer had some sort of like, you know, uh, sign language, you know, if we'd figured it out, we'd already know we got the banger, but Ron couldn't help himself to say one more. And then he'd throw it up in, in your face. So you'd be doing it and the dirt would all of a sudden be three feet higher than it was before. And it'd just be blasting off of your, off of your face. <laughs> you never. Done I tried it. to bring
3: back the dirt bomb a few times, but people aren't. You know, they just don't have a sense of humor like they used
0: to. <laughs> sense of humor, pain tolerance. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Uh, so Brock Suter, um, who who is is another uh, Promp local out here. Brock lives out here in Promp. Uh, he used to race mini bikes against him back in the Indian Dunes. He wants to know if the Yamaha does it come in any other colors. Do you know the answer, Logan?
1: The Monster Edition.
0: Yeah. How did you know that?
1: Uh, Chaparral.
0: Oh,
2: (laughs) there's also one at Alpine Star. Yeah,
0: they they had a Monster one
2: there. Yeah, yeah, it was a 450.
0: But were those this year's or were they last year's? They were 21s. They were 21s. I was saying I didn't think they would have brand new ones out there. Yep, Brock, it comes in the Monster Edition, and then I'm sure you can buy uh, any color you want. Well, um. Uh, Ron, I'm I think I'm going to have you stick around for our next our next segment. We have this other segment here. We call it uh, Rooster Endo. You got time? You are not you don't you're not pending on I'm any sure. Of those. I don't have a lot. And those no, the, I'm worried about your deadlines. You um, know, you, oh, yeah,
3: I got Mark. Tilly. He's fine.
0: <laughs> so what? What? So what? What are you? Are you the editor in chief? The, uh, the 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 co editor?
3: I haven't picked up a magazine here. I'll pick one up.
0: Hold it, hold it up on the screen so everybody can see because they cause they, they might recognize the logo because nobody reads anymore. Oh, is that, a, is that tear sheets? Is that, Are we not allowed yeah, to see that
2: sheets.
0: yet? Uh-oh. Are we getting a preview? This is how magazines,
3: when, they, when they're baby magazines, before they grow up, this is what they look
0: like. The Sinkura has a nice smoky flavor. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I'm a big fan. It's I'm a, the editor. It's a,
3: There's lots of editors.
0: There's two editors, part. right? Tom Tom Webb is the editor, editor. He's an editor,
3: yeah. I think Mark Dilly's yeah. We're
0: just editors. Just editors. Like they used to want me to call myself an editor in chief, and I just refused because I came from some place where I had an editor in chief, and it was I felt it was a little pompous.
3: <laughs> Mister Edwards, he was uh
0: He liked that though. He liked that. He was. It, yeah. He was. He was good with the chief. He had no problem with the chief. Um, yeah. So you're gonna grab the board, Logan. Yeah. So we have this board that Logan uh, magically constructed, and what we have is we have our uh, readers send in, um, they send in pictures and descriptions of their bike, and then we tell them whether their bike uh, roosts or endos. And so you know Endo would be bad. and uh, you can, can you kind of see the board here?
3: I, I do. I, okay, I so understand. the board
0: here. So over here well it's just it's just a bunch of different bikes that people have sent us. And over here on this end, this is a, um, an, an, uh, an ATC185. That one of my coaches um, at the school sent in, um, and uh, this is a this is a horrible vehicle. But he sent it in and thought we would like it or something. And there's also there's also an XL 125 that caught on fire inside of a trailer. That's down here because those bikes really endo. And then and then um, up at the high end there's a there's a really nice uh, TT uh, Yamaha TT 500. It's underneath a couple others right now way up there there's some really well set up. there's bikes that have won the iron man expert at vegas torino um uh there's a there's a guy that, that has a pretty cool kdx 220 i think it was or 200 or 220
3: 200 yeah
0: definitely yeah kdx 200 yeah you know that's that's a roost for sure and then and then i don't know if you notice there's one way at the uh at the kind of on the on the far end that it's, it's kind of off the scale well like it's got to a little say. extension there. Yeah, that is a that is the Husaberg 570. That's my oh. that's my Husaberg 570. Just to set the set the scale, so where oh. where your bike may end up. So Logan, what are we starting? Well, how out
3: many with? bikes do you own right now? Just not to you know let let's see where they all would wind up on the Roost Indo scale.
0: Oh, most of them would be like if it's a KTM 500, it'd probably be at the middle or it'd be in the Roost zone because I have a lot of those. And then, but I have a lot of rental bikes. I have a lot of KTM RFS bikes and stuff, and those would kind of because they have carburetors on them. They'd be down here a little more. And but they're all for sale. If you want to buy a nice KTM carburetor RFS bike, um, I'm actually going to buy another one in a couple of days. <laughs> I got I got I got got a line on a 520. <laughs> but uh, yeah, most of mine would be in in kind of in this zone here. Um, I don't have a KTM TPI bike because it'd be way up here for sure if it was mine. Um. Uh. Nothing Logan, down just, the just uh,
3: nothing for Heather, nothing, nothing way down
0: there. Um, there was a KDX
3: two hundreds in the past. as our call.
0: Well, the KDX two hundred, it's up here. I mean, this oh, guy, this hard. is he was a value minded um, uh, guy. He he gave us the specs on it. It Was okay. Yeah. 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 Was, I was in a good mood too, because there's some really nice bikes down here. But it was it was on the wrong day. That
2: we need justice for that CR.
0: The the tequila maybe <laughs> hadn't kicked in, or I was sitting in an airport with a mask on, trying to do this show. And uh, didn't work out. So, what's our first bike, Logan? What do we uh, got?
1: Craig Alberts. Word. Craig
0: Alberts. Um, a 1967 Suzuki Bearcat. Good God! Hold the picture up. This
2: thing's sweet. Yeah.
0: Whoa! Oh, I thought it was going to be a pile of crap. Look at that. The live
2: stream should be able to see it now.
0: That is, that is a really nice chariot. Um, hold on, let me. I have to look at it because I can't see the live stream. That you looks have to hold like up a.
2: Because I don't know if Ron can see it.
0: That looks like a Honda yeah. CL. Yeah, hold 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 it up here. You, know, you can go go to my camera, I, and you can probably get a good view on that. Mm. If you don't want, I to I think that it has a
3: dual range transmission right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like. Didn't Honda what was there? What was there like a CL one twenty five or something that they used to have?
3: Well, that's going to be a two stroke there though. Uh, yeah. And it, is it a twin?
0: Uh, no, it's a single. No. It's he changed out the rear knobby for a street tire due to it having almost as much power as a 570 Husqvarna. Oh, Craig, you just <laughs> hold on.
1: I think he has one of a, a 570.
0: Craig Albert has a 570?
1: Uh, if I'm thinking of the right dude.
0: Yeah, he I think he does, but he 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 just compared it to it's not it's it just drifted way the heck down here. Get a pin. It's... gets I don't, Ron, do you know anything about this? Did you ride these in your childhood?
3: You know, in my garage right now, I have a 1967 Suzuki. It's not that one. Um, Oh. It's a, it's a 305 um, Raider.
0: Well, you can, if it's, if it's, are you, are you restoring it?
3: Uh, I haven't yet. What happened was uh, my buddy Mark Dooley has a bunch of old junk motorcycles and every uh-huh. time I went to a shop at DDG, I would express interest in that. And one time we went to lunch and he had had someone with a forklift dump it in the back of my truck when he got back. Because <laughs> he didn't want to look at it anymore. And now does, it's does it, leaking in my garage. Does it work? No, no, it doesn't have anything <laughs> that works.
0: Uh, Craig, don't compare anything to the Hoosaberg 570. You will feel the wrath. That looks like a pretty sweet little – I mean, that's a, that's a nice – Nice bike. That's there's some history there. I'll bet you I could jump it and break it in half though. Almost positive. Okay, what is what does Mike Rocco have?
1: Uh, a 2018.
0: Hey, we've done this enough now. You know how this works. You hold up the picture, you hand me the thing, and I'll I'll list it off here. Do you need an instruction manual for a rooster endo?
1: No, you kind of stole the. I say the name and then. Oh, you say the name and then I. So- I don't know. How, how how
0: how am I supposed to remember this thing? We invented it on the fly.
1: Do you need a manual? For yeah, I need a manual.
0: A, Mike Rocco has a 2018 KTM Six Days EXCF 450 um, I shouldn't
3: be allowed. That's a cheater. <laughs> I
0: have a. I have a. I have a 500. I have a. Uh, mine's in Italy. What, what, what your? Mine's a Portugal.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So wh- where is this one from, Logan?
1: It's France.
0: France. He's got a France. Um, seat Concept Comfort. Comfort seat, P3 carbon pipe guard, MME clutch. I don't know what that is. Do you know what MME clutch is? No. No, neither do I. ASV brake levers. We know what those are.
3: Yeah.
0: Cyclops headlight, fast oh. weight Evo pegs, polysport ignition and swing arm protectors, sick ass rear taillight and turn singles, and trail-bound rubber tie-downs for spare and gas did
3: did you see the 450 exe six days edition is gone forever they've they now it's just a 500 like like the regular edition so the 450 if that's a 450
0: you know that's a now it's a collector's item yeah yeah i i know a lot of people that like the the 450s better than the 500s
3: yeah i think most people
0: i i i'm i don't i actually I'm, well, I like Husabergs too, but you know, no replacement for displacement. So, like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be pumping out, you know, an extra fifty cc's of uh, horsepower? That's that's a that's a good bike. That's gonna go on the on the roof side of the thing. You can you can decide where it goes over there. But I think I think my five hundred uh, Portugal is better. Are,
1: it's, is it a Portugal or did he switch the plastics from a France?
0: No, no, it's a Portugal because okay. it's a twenty twenty one. And that's a Portugal. That was the... That's... Yeah, because... No, no. This year, they're going to... This year, they're going to Italy. This year is Italy again. Yeah. Yeah, because he bought a 21. He bought a... What did Jim buy? An Erzberg? An Italy Erzberg?
1: Um... I don't... That's his 300.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So the 21s are Italy's, because that's where they're going. That's where six days is in a few weeks. And, uh... Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good setup. Um did the right modifications to it not too much i don't know what the rubber tie downs and spare tools or gas for i don't know where, where
1: it's a i think the fender or the front fender to
0: like straps over the over the top or something yeah. to hold stuff down like a little bag yeah okay um, we, so tell me how we do this segment logan
1: um eric Shepard.
0: okay and eric Shepard has a 2016 K. I hope it's a KTM because he didn't write yeah. it. He called it a 300 XC, so that's a KTM 300 XC. Olin's fork and shock. Okay, seat concepts comfort seat. Now I know why Seat Concepts is so on order. because everybody has their stuff on the bike. I, I know they're good. I I just got two um, for my 500s. I got two uh, of the comfort the the what what's the What's the name what's the name of that material that I use? The one that's on the rally bikes, the the, the neoprene? Seat. What? Is that what it is, neoprene or no, not neoprene, it's um Nagahyde. what suede. It, suede. suede, suede seats. Yeah. This so an amazing suede. so nice. I mean this suede is so cute. It's it's um the suede seat is so nice because it has grip. I mean, for out west. I, I don't know how they work in the in the mud, although they work pretty good in the mud, but they don't like getting wet a whole lot because then they shrink up and, and do different things. Um, he has a GPR stabilizer. He has flex bars. Those are Jimmy approved. Nitro Moose front and rear, and Kenda Parker desert tires. I think that these guys, they, they throw like the stuff that I like in there to try to go higher up on the board, and it's going to work. Yeah, because those, those, those tires and those flex bars are good. I would... Um, Argue a little bit with the steering stabilizer choice, but that's my personal opinion.
3: These bikes are too good. They're 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 so good they're boring. We need to get some more. Uh, we need to get another Apollo. In um, one?
0: this one. Hold on. Oh, that's a Cristini.
1: Oh, it's more different than a Beta. Yeah, <laughs> I can only see. I only saw that.
0: Oh, that part. It just it? didn't look like a good bike. You can right. tell. So so Logan can kind of like see. Like the the, the 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 spec sheet is covering up half the bike and he can see the bottom half and he already knows that it's junk. He thinks it's junk. Good good way to judge. Is that how yeah. you do your girls too? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that bike doesn't look like Yeah
0: are you, a leg, man, are you <laughs> a leg man, Logan? Are you a leg man? I forgot what we're doing. Oh hey, the, the Olin shock and forks and shock. Um, that's a good have you have you ridden um, a KTM with all Olin stuff on it, Ron?
3: No, no, I, I didn't, you know, Olin's kind of the Yamaha company these days. If you want to get trick suspension for your KTM, almost everyone goes with uh, cone K- valve K- stuff from WD. Oh, yeah,
0: or or, they, or now there's a lot of Kayaba conversions. They'll yeah. throw kiaba stuff inside that stuff. But um, no, Olin, I, I had, I in 2008, I had a bike that was all set up with that low, uh, Olin's TTX stuff and, and their fork. And you said you've ridden one? Jimmy, yeah, good. It was not set for me. So okay, yeah. It was set for a a rider. In, in all in all honesty, I know a lot of people complain about the the XCs because they they're not they're not a fan, especially when the four CS forks and good God, two thousand and sixteen. I think they still did have those. Um, they were better, uh, but yeah, it's probably an improvement. That's good. I'm gonna uh, just go slightly onto the onto the roof side, but he does have a carburetor, and it probably has does it have a Kickstarter on it too. Does that, that electric uh. start?
1: Uh, wrong side.
0: You can't see it. Okay. Well, if it if it didn't have electric start, I'd move it down the board because I don't like riding even mini bikes without electric start.
2: So, uh, Ron, I, I did just email you the the pictures so that way you can actually you know see them with us. No. Oh, okay. That like could the, be the pictures for the rate of my bike. That could be window. confusing. Yeah. It's going to require email. multiple windows here.
0: <laughs> um. What? Okay. What's our next one? How do we do this?
1: Uh, Ethan Yurkel. Uh, Evan. Evan. Evan Yurkel. Yeah.
0: Glad these pictures are super tiny. Oh, 2021 Beta 300 RRRE. What does RE mean? Race edition? Race edition. Okay. I, th- I, th- I thought they were RRs, like race replica. Hey, on that keyboard, wh- where is is the E right next to the R? Yes. Oh, then you just typed it wrong. <laughs> As a guy who types a lot, I, you'd think I would know where the keys are. <laughs>
2: Well, you you kind of type like one at a time, right?
0: It's the best way I thought. Isn't
2: well, there is a a beta R R R E though?
0: Oh, there is an R R E. What is an R E? Race It's the edition. one without oil injection. They, oh,
3: they, and uh, and with uh, closed cartridge for
0: Aren't they called? Oh, so they're all RRs.
3: They're all RRs, but then you add
0: R E on the end, and it's it's, the it's special. Then it's Race edition. Okay, that's – I thought that – okay, yeah, you're right. See, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking – I don't read the specs that much. I don't have to make a buyer's guide every year. IMS tank, FNF, FMF turbine core, tubeless system, hammerhead shifter, CR high bars, Cycra handguards, JD jetting, and a custom headlight. That sounds like a pretty good ride.
3: It, it does. I, I always wonder why anyone would badmouth oil injection – because you lose it when you could go with the race edition, and you hear some people t- saying, "Oh, yeah, I don't
0: want that," and and I love it. I I'm, I agree with you. Uh, I I like fuel injection. I like oil injection. I like electric start. I like all these things. It's it makes the motorcycle just so much easier to own. And the the one thing, so betas are not fuel injected yet, and their their jetting on the bikes that we've tested lately has been just spot on, really good. And the difference between the one that you mix the gas on and the one that you don't is, let's say if you're riding on a tight trail for like 10 miles and you come out onto a road and you gas it, the one that you mix the gas on, I don't care how lean you mix the oil and stuff, it still goes, blah, 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 and it takes off where the oil injected one snaps right to life. And even like after a long downhill, just the throttle response is crisper because it does what you wish you could do.
3: Have you ever if- accidentally put pre in the tank on one with oil injection?
0: Um, I haven't done it accidentally. I've actually had a little bit of two-stroke gas laying around and poured it in there, but not enough to m- make a difference. Uh, so I'm sure uh, from experience, you may be able to educate me on what happens when and you my, do this. My
3: first, my first experience, was, I'm thinking like, I run premix in four-strokes all the time because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> this should I do
0: too. Way, right? yeah.
3: It does not go the same way.
0: So it, it oil it over oil injects it doubles it yeah, doubles you would,
3: down you know because if you run you know twenty to one and fifty to one oil mix <laughs> you hardly notice the difference so if it's doubled up on oil you wouldn't think it would matter but no it, it it matters
0: you know how everybody thinks I I, I only like KTM's and Husabergs and stuff yeah I'm gonna prove them wrong put that way up on the way up on the high end that's a, that's a good bike no no higher a little bit more that's right there yeah there we go it's the highest non-ktm or Husaberg product except for that yamaha tt500 so that's a good bike
1: uh i think that's the highest one. Oh, it is yeah
0: it surpassed okay good that's how it works here um Okay, what's that? I can't uh, get the thing. Todd up. Kelly. Todd Kelly. I think Todd Kelly is a regular listener to this show. Actually, I know that I know that he is because he has asked me, Christini questions in the past. And this is a sixteen Christini four fifty dual sport. He's got a recluse in it. He has a seat concepts. Is this this Matt? You know how you're going to go for sponsors? Yeah, yeah. What company do we need to reach out to to sponsor seat this concepts? Yeah, they'd better sponsor it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, We've been saying their names so many times. <laughs>
0: right, replace the Electron EFI with the newer Delphi EFI system. This is how I know. This is how I know Todd because I helped him a little bit with um, some some stuff. We talked about it, but I'm not helping Todd because I have the the I have the chip the 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 hacked chip to be able to write code to that ECU. I have it. It costs like a lot of money to get it. It was shipped from kajikistan or someplace where they hack this stuff and i haven't worked on it yet added crf brakes and rear shock that's really good and he did a total rebuild which it looks like it right see that so what motor is that so it's a it's a 100 knockoff of a crf 450x it's it it's but it's more it's more of a crf 450 actually um so it's a you, the way you would look at this bike is it's a fuel injected CRF 450 x with the all-wheel drive system and the the all-wheel drive system is pretty bulletproof they've really got this um working so you don't have too many problems with uh with any of that stuff um but it's it's like a it's it's an asia wing a 450 honda knockoff kind of like uh, what was the other company that was here for a while that was ss, SS SSR. ssr yeah so it's kind of like an ssr and uh, But uh, Christini did a pretty good job of getting some stuff done, and then when they evolved into the fuel injection, because they were selling them to the military, they, they even kind of went a step up. But he's fixed kind of like one of the main weak links, which is the, uh, the brakes. You know, just going to the Honda brakes uh, makes a big change. That, that's a, that guy's got some pride of ownership in that thing. He's got John 316 on the swing arm. Amen. He's got it going out there for the, the man above. Riding for the man above. Um, that's a pretty cool thing. And it's got he's got I don't know what shock he has on it. I think he has the, the good shock. But you can you can literally you could replace every part inside that motor with a Honda with Honda parts.
3: I had an SSR four fifty for quite a while and you know there's nothing wrong with it. It the, the problem is I think that everyone gets those and then they start replacing them piece by piece with honda
0: parts until they are a honda <laughs> until it's a honda
3: will Willow raced one for uh, i remember for
0: years though. yeah i remember seeing he, well, he was he was big on their pit bikes for a while so yeah, yeah it they're you know it's heavy the, the chassis is pretty pretty heavy um but it's a it's a good it's a really good trail bike this is make a really good trail bike it's right goes right here someplace right about here pretty nice so that's our that's our ron that's our segment of uh of uh rooster endo thanks for thanks for sticking around for that you provided some insight now that I know you have a 1967 Suzuki <laughs> in I, your I garage,
2: do.
0: yeah, that's that could be that could be horrifying. So when are you going to buy? Um, Trevor wanted to know when you're going to buy when are you going to buy dirt bike test from us. Because um, that's that's that was really the point of this call to kind of put you on on point there, dude. Cause it's
3: I, I would like to buy a position there. Position. I'll pay you to work there.
0: Pay Mostly us. because I
3: want the T-shirt. Oh, Promise me a T-shirt like. I know, six years ago, an intro. I've been waiting I in the
0: mail. Probably did. We, we, we're we on really low supply on the T-shirts. I gave one away, but she's, what, size small, right? Yeah, so we, I, you know, you'd look pretty good if we kind of cut the sleeves off like we do. Sometimes make it into like a V-neck, maybe. I'll get you one, I promise. I'll no. get you the T-shirt. But yeah, you, we can pay you in T-shirts. Really? Um, yeah. Is that an option? Because... <laughs> Because right now I'm getting,
3: I'm getting paid in, uh, in plus products.
0: Plus, plus, plus products. What's plus that?
3: Products. Yeah. That was the super hunky line, uh, of dirt bike merchandise.
0: Oh, he uh, was, was hunky on the merch before everybody?
3: Hunky had a t-shirt that I bought. I bought when I was 13 years old or 14, when I first started reading dirt bike. Uh-huh. he had a picture of his face with the big handlebar mustache Yeah. So screened onto a sweatshirt and it said super hunky. And I thought that was cool.
0: I wonder if he was doing, I wonder if he was doing that on his own, like before Roland had it.
3: Well, he was there before Roland started.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So was it, was, was that his line merch line outside of the magazine? And he probably actually like advertised in the magazine about his stuff or.
3: Could, could be, could be, I mean, you'd have to ask him.
0: He'll, he'll still sell you. He'll still sell you a lots of stuff. Like he uh, sells right.
3: Lots, there's lots of copies of Monkey Butt, I think, available. Yeah,
0: best. Uh, be, I, I'm I'm working on writing Monkey Butt too right now, as we speak. I mean, it's probably a six year journey, but I am writing Monkey Butt too. It's it's Monkey Butt to the death of motorcycle journalism. Which Logan has no idea
3: who Super Hunky is.
0: Dude, you see in the book? It's been on this table for right. Yeah. Did you read it? No. You don't read.
1: Well, I read that grand prix one but that was only i looked at the pictures
0: oh right was, monkey butt doesn't have a lot of pictures but it has really big type really easy to read for old people but yeah i, pl- I played a collective role in the death of <laughs> motorcycle journalism so i feel like i can pen- rick gave me permission to write monkey Butt too i asked him he said he said it was good i could do it so um i'll have i'll tell that story about sitting in my uh, first dirt bike magazine editorial meeting was honky there yeah, he was the one that stood up for me. That's how the huh? book opens. I have the first chapter written. This huh? is this is how the book opens. Is is when, when Roland was asking me if, you know, not asking me, he was asking Tim or Joe because I didn't exist. I wasn't actually I wasn't supposed to be there, so I didn't exist. He was asking Tim or Joe if they just invited guests into the editorial meeting. And Rick like literally had just walked in and he he goes he goes, Chief, he goes, You know who this guy is? And he, he knew my resume. He knew who I was and he knew all this stuff. And he's like, he told him it was, it was, it was an honor to have somebody, someone of my racing, uh, uh, credibility in that room right now. And I was like, Whoa, I was kind of blown away. And, you were like And 16? I was like, now I had to been like seven, 16 or 17 because I, I drove there. <laughs> so I was, and, and I, and I submitted a, I submitted a check, an expense report for $46, like at the end of my, uh, my one month intern, which actually turned into about three because they just kept abusing me. Um, but he wouldn't pay it.
3: <laughs> I remember reading like in the mid nineties and maybe into the two thousands that you were a dirt bike and intern. I, I remember reading that in dirt bike. Or
0: maybe uh, I, wrote it. Uh, yeah, you wrote it. Yeah. It was usually, usually somehow a picture would surface of me doing something stupid um, and then it would say former dirt bike intern, and then it, it would identify me doing whatever the stupidity was. It was in the one of those sections in the magazines where you make jokes about people.
3: Yeah. No, <laughs> thank they're, God there. Pictures in the snow, I think.
0: Yeah. Thank God there wasn't crash and burn <laughs> that magazine anymore. So hey, well Ron, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Now you can um, contact Trevor at your convenience. He's got all the paperwork drawn up for the sale of uh, dirt bike tests because that's oh, yeah, the only. That's the only reason we uh, started this up was to sell it off. It's, yeah. it's a it's a, one of those what is it, what is it when you do, uh, grow businesses or do that's that business. It, it stuff? will be a
3: hostile takeover, I
0: think. A hostile takeover, okay. Because yeah. I know you guys got pissed off because of the name. That was, uh, you know, that was. Uh, we just said what we were. We didn't try to copy anything. We didn't we didn't steal your font or any of other stuff. <laughs> but uh, you know,
3: the, the word dirt bike was never used before we invented it, so I think that we own it.
0: Oh, it's like trademarked or trademarked super hunky
3: invented the word.
0: (laughs) Well, we got to go talk to Rick about that. So awesome having you on the show. Thanks for uh, adding a little bit of a little bit of expertise to this um, shit show. We're going to go on. We got to answer our questions from YouTube. Um, We have, what else do we have to do?
2: We have uh, another segment that is kind of new.
0: Oh, we, Oh, I told you about this the other day. We have a segment where Logan opens up boxes we're actually running kind of long. We might might not get to the box opening. We could. You never know. You like opening boxes, right? Um. Did you practice this week? No. You didn't practice. Because I wanted this segment to really go off. I wanted it to be better. Yeah. So you, you can't see this. It's super top secret. Because I know you guys would steal it, and you'd probably put it in your magazine, and then we'd be, you know, we pioneered this whole segment. Because kids make... 30 million dollars on YouTube doing this, so that's where we're going. <laughs> okay, Ron, thanks for uh thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. bye to Ron, we'll uh we'll see what uh Yeah. A lot of people yeah. answered his questions for him, didn't they? Mm-hmm. On the chat. I didn't have a chance to look over there. I was too busy trying to make Logan talk. <laughs> so
3: yeah.
0: okay, Ron, we'll see you out in the trail.
3: Okay. Right.
0: Cheers. Okay. We're going on to YouTube questions.
1: You okay. Ready to
0: hit hit those ones?
1: Um D P spin. In last year's bike. D P JP. JP. Yeah. JP spin. Um in last year's bike there were a lot of reports out of India of low RPMs stalling when the clutch was pulled in for downshift. Has Anyone heard whether this has been addressed prior to the U.S. launch?
0: So JP Spin, um, he's talking about the KTM 390. And um, the reports out of India, uh, the stalling and stuff, I don't know. I don't know if they have the same. I didn't wasn't aware of this. I didn't know if they have the same thing. But I'll tell you what that thing has. Our bike has quick shift. The U.S. bike has quick shift on it. And I found that if you started, if you actually started touching the shift lever while you were riding, it would cause it to rev cut. And so, um, I wonder if there's something to to do with that. But our no, our bike doesn't have any you know low RPM stalling when it's when it starts up. The very first thing when it's cold, it's a little cold blooded and it does tend to stall. In fact, it. You know, it sometimes it'll start and then just shut off and start and then shut off and it kinda has to warm up and figure itself out. But once it's uh up and running, we don't have any have any stalling. So um no, no, I think it's uh I think that's been addressed if there, there is anything. Rod Burke wants to know.
1: Um, I've been a BMW fanboy for many years. Starting with the six, 1600 GTL. There, then the GS twelve hundred. A couple of years ago, I decided to sell my GS because it wasn't getting ridden enough. Partly because I didn't have a riding partner, and and I feel I'm getting too old to wrestle the GS off road. I bought a RE Himalaya. Himalayan. Himalayan.
0: Didn't didn't didn't. George and Jim teach you how to pronounce that?
1: I always say you guys were just making fun of it.
0: Oh, no, we were just teaching how to pronounce it.
1: Oh. Um, I just rode the Colorado BDR with...
0: On a Himalayan? Wow. Yeah, with the Himalayan.
1: While I think the that little bike did great, the 24 horsepower is a bit overwhelming, especially on the highway. The... Tenere 700 will be my next bike when I can find one. The entire West Coast is sold out. Here's my point. I'm now 65 years old. I don't want a huge 1200cc adventure bike. I want something that is comfortable on the highway for a few hundred miles a day, yet easy to handle off-road. I want a bike that easier for me to mount, maintain, like the Himalayan, but not too intimidating to drop and pick up, pick back up. I'm not an aggressive rider slash racer off road, so I don't need a KTM 890. The Tenere 700 bike seems the fit that niche better than anything out there.
0: He answered his own question. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's actually Himalayan. Himalayan? Yeah.
1: So, okay.
0: Himalayan. But
1: So you guys were making fun of it.
0: <laughs> no, we're making fun of you. Oh. <laughs> No, there was a guy that came to our class. Remember the guy? When someone came to our class and he called it Himalayan. <laughs> he he
2: called
0: he. Call, he that's detonation, yeah. uh, huh? Remember
2: detonation? Yeah,
0: detonation. Yeah, same thing. You know, it's just like so. We just picked up on it and and started started doing that. Just call us mean. Sorry. Um, so, anyways, we started calling them Himalians. <laughs> um, man the T7 is such a step up from the, <laughs> the Himalayan and it and it is a it is a good bike and it it's still you're still going to be picking up something that's pretty heavy um the 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 Himalayan uh is actually has a pretty low center of gravity um it's it's a it's a low slung bike and all the weight's down low the the, the T7 and bikes like this tend to they they pick the weight up a little bit higher they've got kind of more stuff up there um I bet you it actually probably weighs less, but it might be a little harder to pick up if that's what you're worried about, but you know what? If you're a good rider, Logan, guess what you don't have to do? Uh,
1: pick up dirt bikes.
0: Yeah, you don't pick them up that much cuz you don't tip them over. So, um that that could be a that could be a thing. Um so sounds uh sounds pretty good. Um should we open a box?
1: Uh box or bag?
0: Well, it's anything that you open up is good. It's going to the ratings are going to go through the roof right now. Um, I think oh Tre- Trevor's trying to call us. Doesn't he know we're doing a damn show right now? Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you? um?
2: Uh, we had uh, some technical issues there that just got resolved. So I've been checked out for a while.
0: Right. So I'm going to actually why don't I just go ahead and answer this. This is how we do this. Trevor, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You're live on the show. How are you doing? You're do, you're doing what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Why is my phone? Wait, it's supposed to be Mister. on the speak speaker. There we, there we go. How, you just off the off the bicycle race course.
2: Yeah, we are off the bicycle
0: race course. Um. So are you are you breathing hard? Uh, I was. Did you win? I'm good now. What? Did you win? I won first loser. Oh, you got second place. Can you turn can you turn, turn him up First or loser. hold it closer to the mic? Can I turn him up? Yeah, hold on. We're gonna turn you up. I can hear him pretty good. Can you you can't? Okay. How's that? Um so, Yeah, that's we go. good. So we're we're gonna we're gonna ask you a lot about the Yamaha. Actually, we're gonna bring you in on a Zoom call, but um, Matt is I see I gave him a I paid Matt today. I gave him a check. And uh, all, uh, it's yeah, all of a sudden the performance goes down and you'll never believe who I just um, hung up on a minute ago. Um, some guy named Ron Lawson. I've heard. Of him. Yeah, he he's the guy that tried to hire you away from us. Oh, that guy! But now, now evidently he wants to work for us. So you've got to get him the offer to buy dirt bike tests by tomorrow morning. He says. Oh, he says there's a 10 a.m. deadline on on when he's gonna he's gonna start looking for other opportunities. I'll okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we were going to we were going to we we're just getting ready to open a box. Actually, I saw um Logan here just woke up. He literally just like woke up and he's, he's like, "Oh, I get to open presents?" <laughs> uh so we're going to have to we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about Yamahas that we rode yesterday. Okay. Cuz they're they're almost exactly the same as the ones from the year before, right? Uh yes, they felt very very similar. Very similar. If I remember right. Yeah, I think I think that the motors were absolutely 100% identical. So if you're thinking about those bikes, if they were 2022s then then that would answer the question. We never answered that guy's question if it was better than the Honda. We uh no. No, we started talking about how Ron should have wrote the whole test after he loaded up in the back of his truck. Yeah. Like any good journalist would. Um so uh so what what else was I supposed to talk to you about, Trevor? What were you calling me for? Do you, do do you, do you want to get paid too? Sure. Um, <laughs> for, I, I like free money. Free I money. Do, I don't do anything for it. And I'm, you, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, you. I'm a millennial. That's what we do right. <laughs> you do? not Aren't you supposed to start a brand or something like that? Is that how you do it? Oh, i too like much Or market <laughs> or something. Or you went to. Aren't you going to school for what business or marketing? I was, but. That's over with. Now I got. I got to grow up a little bit. Do something. <laughs> well, if you just just sell sell dirt bike tests, then we'll then we'll just we'll be fat cats. Because I mean, usually the companies like this sell for millions of dollars. Yeah. I'll still well, do this. I'll do this show for like a, a year. I mean, my demands will be pretty high on the on the price, like what it costs. But uh, if we if we make that money, I'll I'll stay on for like a year as an as an advisor. Consulting. Yeah, yeah. Some work with that. <laughs> okay, so how come you didn't win your bike race? Um, uh, that's a good question. Right. Well, just, you know, I, I had a really good weekend, so I just didn't want to uh, spread the love a little bit. That's what I'll come the spotlight. Okay, so, so you're talking about your good weekend was your Vegas Torino ride? Yes. All I saw was the side of the bike, the profile, the side of the bike from the GoPro and you're not so uh, that's not a good yeah. weekend no no that's not, not, no that's you're not you're uh, not subtracting my balance <laughs> sure I track, uh the balance point. no so but but do you think that maybe because you rode a motorcycle yesterday it compromised compromised your performance on the bicycle today sure that definitely did not help it today. didn't help uh, sorry on sunday didn't help either Oh, there's a there's a video of him getting taken out at SRA too. You seen yeah. this? It was SRA. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. You didn't put that on dirt bike test, did you? Uh, not yet. You didn't promote that one. No. Yeah. Um. Right. Well. Uh. Uh. Okay. I think we've we've uh, used you up there because Logan's like he's really getting excited. He wants to put. He's 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 willing to put on a hat that looks like a taco so he can open up a box right now. There you go. Yeah. Is that why you came here just to, to yeah. watch him wa- put it put it put his hat on?
2: I think she wants to wear the hat.
0: Oh, his is Logan brought is evidently his ex girlfriend here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're not really sure what's going on. This is kind of it's kind of it's put me in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> no, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, okay, well we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, uh, dirt bikes later because that's what this show is about. So, um, all right. Uh, glad you got second place, uh, and um, we're not going to break any Yamaha news tonight that i right. know of next, next time next we'll know we got a whole that's uh, a whole thing it's yeah we can't even talk about it next week so i think it, uh i think we can break that one you want you want to try to break it then we don't get invited anymore then we don't have to go do those things uh, but i but i want to ride the yz 125 that's right i do too so maybe let's not break it this time okay yeah. right in trevor we'll talk to you soon all right talk to you later you're like you're like you're like a cat that's ready to pounce on a on a on a on a mouse. <laughs> you really want to see what's in the bag, don't you? Or what do you want to see?
1: Well, I can see what's in both of them, but.
0: Well, what's in what's in the what's in the bag? I don't even know what's in the bag.
1: If I had to guess, a ECU or a computer.
0: Because it came from Takamoto. Yeah. Okay, get it, grab it, put on your hat.
1: Oh.
0: Have to put on the hat to open this stuff up. See, everybody told me I got a little bit too animated last last week. (laughs) Everybody told me I got a little too animated. This is where the this is where the viewership. You can you can go ahead and, and shoot a picture of him like right now, and then and then put it on on the
2: Instagrams or whatever. It will be on tell, YouTube and everything. So. Tell tell everybody what we're what we're doing. There's only forty. There's only like you know forty seven people watching. So they're fresh for Logan. Come on, up here on the table. Don't open it under the table.
1: Oh, I was trying to keep the keep the sound down.
2: down. Yeah. Okay, well I can turn the volume
0: down for a second while you. No, like. don't turn no, the volume open. down. Don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I don't want to wreck it. Yeah, don't touch no, it. There was one. Stickers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those are candies. He throws candies in there. I
1: was not uh, expecting
0: that. You were not expecting that.
1: No.
0: So what? It, what? What do we just open up, Logan? Because remember, this is a this is generally a podcast, and people listen to it. They don't really watch you, although you do look really ridiculous wearing that taco hat. Thanks to Ricky Braybeck and Sarah Price. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I don't think they actually got they they probably wouldn't be able to stand watching this for this long to actually see this. But it is it is good. Hey, was it, when that light was green
2: up there? Is that was that a problem? I don't know. So that was just going to zoom and then when I turned on OBS it switched over to OBS. Uh-huh. Uh, that was not what happened. What happened was the network dipped on our end, and uh-huh. then we lost everything for uh like ten seconds.
0: Oh, 10 seconds is nothing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I just kept recording. I didn't want to ruin the audio You so. could
0: you could miss a half an hour of this show and it <laughs> wouldn't you would you'd would hardly notice it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what do we got, Logan?
1: Um, quite possibly ultra slim oil insert caps thingamajigs.
0: Okay. So what what do they do? You did, no instructions?
1: Uh, ultra slim oil filter cap.
0: Are there instructions on how how to how to use them? What are it oil taco moto ultra slim oil filter cap we have a black one an orange one a red one and a blue one and you can open it that's what that's what the whole thing is it's all opening shit don't just I want those things out on the table like in in full display of everybody you can hear Logan playing with those things oh okay curious So I think think this is because um, on some of the KTMs, so this is the oil filler cap that goes on the clutch cover, and on some of the KTMs, I'm aware of some of the different headers and some of the pipe guards and stuff kind of get down and they start touching and melting the the stock uh, plastic ones. Um, He has TMC engraved in the top. And uh, this is so – it's it's knurled on the side, so hopefully you can open and close it with your hand, which I think you should be able to. And then if, if you had to, you could always put a little channel lock on top of it and stuff. I'd, I would like to see like a Phillips head – or not a Phillips head, but a big flat-bladed groove on the top as well. But then you shouldn't be tightening them up that much. But, yeah. Um, I wonder if – so this is a red one. Yeah. Like, Where that, would that go on? Uh, because they're KTMs. Uh. Or the, uh, is, that thre- is that thread on the oil fill caps the same on all different bikes? It's
2: no, but. Yeah, could be. It does. Yeah, it I. Cross over.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all, they seem, well, the Honda ones that had those little tiny ones, those always piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good. We have that, Logan. That's it. We open up a package. So now our YouTube views are just going through the roof. We'll leave them, we just leave them up on the table there next to the Tacosaurus we'll see if to actually make it out to the garage and end up like that that orange one look really good on your on your uh, your new bike. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, it's mine. You're not getting it. Did did you see your na- your name on that address label? You've got to work on you've got to go out and work on people to send us more stuff so you can open it up. And if it comes with your name on it, then you get to take it. Okay. How does that work? That's good. Okay. Um isn't there another box? Yeah. Okay, we can open another box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, this one came kind of... This is because Trevor got it for me.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, that one is oh that's,
3: oh, that's yours? Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Um, you got to keep opening. So this is a box. It's a big square box. It's about the size of a uh, motorcycle helmet because that's what's in it. It's a motorcycle helmet. And the way that I know this is because I had to open the box at the track the other day before we went riding the uh, new Yamahas that we can't talk about. So it's a fly formula. It's the, I know which one it is because I read it on the box here. It's the uh, original white, and I've already graphicked it up with my stickers and stuff. And I have to, I have to, uh, it's going to lead us into talking about, uh, about uh, Helmets. Which I wanted to do that's the reason I put it in there um i this is the first time I've worn the fly formula helmet um and a lot of people ask me questions all the time about helmets and because i'm I know a little bit uh probably more than most um I'm the probably the the biggest most outspoken person when it comes to helmets where I say it doesn't matter what you paid for your helmet. just be ready to buy another one if you use it. So I haven't used this helmet, and by used it, I mean I haven't crashed in it. So I can't tell you, like, how it works, nor would the way that it worked for me be the way that it worked for you because every time you crash, it's a little bit different. Tell me how you're going to crash. I can probably recommend a helmet that would absorb that impact better than a different helmet and whatever. So um, this is pretty cool because the good thing about this helmet is – and and the good thing about like kind of some of the stuff that actually flies doing from what I've heard from from some of their stuff is they're they're bringing the technologies that are inside of this helmet to some of their lower price helmets because this is an expensive helmet, this is in the six hundred dollar range helmet I think I don't because this one yeah, I don't yeah six forty or six fifty or something and because uh, is this is this one is it, I don't know if this is the carbon one it doesn't doesn't appear to be the carbon one because I saw the invoice that was in one of the boxes. But it was a it was a white red one, and I think that's the one that Trevor got. I Should ask him on the line. But this one is F seven. So is that the that's the high one? But inside of it, the, there's two things. Um, there are these these blue, um, their um, absorption dampening. Uh, what do they call this stuff? Re- ream? R H E O Rion? Rion Rion, and they're these um, in kind of in some of the impact zones here. You know, here on the side, they've got how many of them are in here? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's six, maybe more, because I have the liner inside there. It's like it's kind of it's it's a special material. It's very energy absorbing, and it also has some spot um, some rotational characteristics to it that that um so if your head starts it, it allows it to it allows your head to spin so it doesn't it's like s- similar to the way that the mips works It'll, it stops the rotational impacts which they're actually finding out more and more are causing a lot of a lot of the uh, the damage and stuff and then they have what they call the cone head which is multi-layers of um eps foam and they're shaped in cones so that they can have they can literally have softer foam inside of the helmet and then also have stiffer foam so it's a, it's a it's a it's a basically a matrix of two different types of foam and what that does is it allows the helmet to be as soft the foam to be as soft as it can be which is important in lower speed impacts but allows it to be stiff when you need a stiffer impact and uh, so pretty pretty good helmet i i w- I thought it was gonna be a little bit lighter than it was when I wore it. Um fit was on the tight side, which is good. Um mm. it felt like a more of an, an oval or a um you know, it didn't feel like a round helmet. It actually it actually was tight, it fit me good. The padding inside it was really good. Everything about this just seems like it was a really good high quality helmet. Uh vending was um up there. I mean you look at the front of this thing and it was man, it was hot yesterday too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Not not nearly as hot as it was the day before the the clouds kind of held but it was still hot
0: yeah and it 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 was and it was funny because i found myself like usually i want to take my helmet off when i stop and come in for a few minutes and i was stopping and coming in for a few minutes we were mm-hmm. changing some stuff on the on the suspension just clicking around and i noticed i didn't take my helmet off i didn't i didn't have the i didn't have the desire to quickly want to take my helmet off which was kind of surprising because of how humid it was so um overall pretty pretty decent helmet my wife has been wearing one of these for better part of a year now um she's she's had one of these so i guess if i put her in it then i trust it right um and what you need to know is like literally like what standards does it what standards does it pass and all this stuff so um uh really uh really nice helmet so i got to try it even though it was in the box already Mm -hmm. pretty good i don't want to give you one of these because you'll probably test it yeah probably that's an extra visor
2: No, we don't want to test helmets here
0: comes with an extra visor that's good because sometimes the visor's break off visor is still actually screwed onto the helmet it's not one of the magnetic ones and stuff so uh pretty cool
2: so um youtube uh chat comments uh questions now. yeah, yeah. there was actually a few
0: hey while you're doing that um a guy named loveless Isimo, he 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 saw the christini video and he said what is this witchcraft so all wheel drive motorcycles are now witchcraft
2: yeah yeah it's a good thing we're not in Salem.
0: And what is what does this guy say? What what's his name?
1: Oh, um Zahaba Zulfah. Zul Zulf.
0: Zool Zohab. Zohab. Zohaban. Zohab? Zulf. Zulf. Thicker. Yeah. Zul. Zool- Zul. Zool- 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 Zoo lift car, yeah, that's exactly how you say it. You want to try that one more time? Say it. Say uh, it. Use it in a sentence.
1: Oh, um, Zahabin Oh, oh yeah, I got one. Uh, Zhabin Zofeika Zofeika <laughs> said, "What? How? He, he? We? Do? Huh?"
0: That's that's really what period. he said. This is this is a, not only can you not pronounce his name, he says wah, hoo, ha, we, ha So this is this is a this is the internet for you. These are the questions that we get on the show.
2: Matt, yeah. can do you can you translate? Uh, give me one give me one second.
0: No, don't don't worry about it. I don't <laughs> want I don't want the I don't want you to drop the whole show out because we can't no, pronounce
2: no. I might need another I uh, might need another shot of tequila. <laughs> uh, yeah, for that it's one been, it's for been sure. Rough Me too. Too yeah. rough over here. Okay, what does VidMoto want to know?
0: Um <laughs> keep, look at this freaking kid won't read off of a paper. He's resisting reading <laughs> off of paper. Well, he wants to read off of his phone.
1: Well, I always mess it up and I want you to be able to read it so you oh, I can correct hop you in and yeah. So I always mess up Don't, something.
0: I'm not your crutch, bro. You handle it. I won't. I won't shove paper down your you know down your throat anymore. You just then you just read it, okay?
1: Um, VidMoto, best break in process for the new Beta three ninety RR. I'm sure you have. Oh the the three ninety RR. I'm sure you have disu- discussed this on previous shows. Point me in the right direction of episode if you can. If not, what's the jimmy lewis approach to a new bike slash motor
0: um if we had remember that project i was going to put you on where you go back and you catalog what we talked about in each show and you put it in a spreadsheet yeah how's that coming
1: um not not good
0: not good that's that's a f well that
1: was i don't i didn't really know that that was set in stone i thought it was more of a toss-up idea
0: yeah, uh, you know, do, do you ever do you ever notice when we're around here and we talk about like um, people that are self-starters and just you know grab the bull by the horns and run with the project and get it done, mm-hmm. all that stuff that was on, that was talked about in that context,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hoping that hoping that someone would just you know initiative and like if you ever see a weed growing around this property you know like around here and you want to do something you can go kill it mm. yeah and and that that doesn't take a whole lot of uh um mm, like almost anybody can do that but like this project this would take a little bit of time and and you could i think you could do it by next week i mean you don't have any homework or anything do you
1: no uh, i wish i didn't
0: <laughs> is it math homework no <laughs> oh so um Okay, so let's get to – so his question is um, – no. The, so blame Logan um, for not getting the spreadsheet um, done yet. Uh, so I can't point you to that episode, but I can tell you the way to break in a new motor because this is good This is good advice. So here's – you've been sifting through all this bull crap on this show, <laughs> and you're – finally, he's going to tell me something that I can use. So when you get your new bike, what should you do with it? Basically – like the kind of thing is don't lug it a lot. Don't rev the piss out of it. I like to run them through a few heat cycles. So my thing is if it's brand new, just out of the crate and I put it in, I'll like start it up and let it warm up and, and you know, let it idle and maybe, you know, give it a couple little revs, but not big revs. You know, let it warm up a little bit and then shut it down and let it cool down. I'll do that one or two or three times maybe. If it's my bike and I want to ride it for a 1,000 hours and I just, I'm you know, I've spent my good hard-earned money, this is what I'll do. So I'll warm it up three or four times, you know, maybe once when I get it, maybe when i am putting my gear on, you know, getting ready or whatever. And then, then I just go out and ride it and I'll ride a tank of gas off of it where I'm, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm not super lugging it. I'm not super revving it out. Yeah, I'll rev it and I'll run it, you know, medium, but not super hard. And then usually I come back in after that, uh, change the oil in the motor, look at the motor oil, you know, see if it's good. And, uh, and then the next time I ride it, I ride it like uh, like I stole it. <laughs> At that point, you know it's it's uh, it's game on. You know it, it. I feel like if it's run for, you know, a tank of gas is a couple hours. Then anything that's that's funky, if something was wrong, it probably would have started to go wrong, and there would have been some indication in the oil. And for me, the motors tend to take about.
3: Eh,
0: I mean, if I'm racing it. I would I would put an hour on it before I would actually go and race it. But really, motors take like four or five hours. And when they're brand new, they take four or five hours to start running their best, most of them. Um, and it just where things like the shifting loosens up and stuff like that. And your suspension is going to take a good few hours to you know get broken in. And then I send that in and get it serviced, and that's what I do. So um, if you have a beta, you're probably going to have to add oil to the front forks, just saying, my experience in the last – Every beta, it seems like I've had to do so. Uh, RJ, hopefully that uh, helps you out, and uh, all good.
1: Now, question: Why I get the why no super revs, but why no super lug?
0: Because that's just as hard on the motor. in, in kind of like the, the, when you're when you're really lugging it, there's no momentum or inertia in the, mm-hmm. in kind of in the crank and stuff like that. So it's actually like really, you know how it's. Uh, you know when you have a little bit of momentum. You know when you're yeah. when you're on on your bicycle or something like that. It's just a little bit easier. Mm. But when you're really cranking, it's it's like uh, Mac and probably it's like moment of loads. Is there something like that? Moment in of physics? inertia. Moment of inertia. Yeah. 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 But like you know, so so it, it gets M-O-I. spread. It gets spread out. What was what was that word? No. Mi. Mi. Moment of inertia. Yeah, yeah. So it gets it gets spread out over over time. So it's not hard on just like individual. A little bit, a little bit of momentum. Okay. Yeah. So, and and the the like. So the lugging is. I mean, it's very rare that people do that. Anyways, most of the time they just slip the clutch all the time. <laughs> you don't want to do that either. Okay. What's next?
1: Uh, Chuck Diego, I just took my out my 2021 Beta 200 today for the first time. I did not lug it and I did not wring its neck. I burned a half of a tank of fuel, put it back in the truck. It will be fine. I had a 2018 Beta 390 before this one. You will love that bike.
2: Enjoy.
0: Well, Chuck Diego should do the show. I should just—I can just sit over there, and Chuck should come in here because he just answered the question exactly like I did.
2: No, she come sit in the producer seat.
0: No, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I—I'm trying to read off of a paper. It's like you and Logan handle that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Mike Patrick, I was, I, uh, Mike was right there at the beginning of the show. Um, uh, Mikey P I have a question. What happened to the Honda 400 with radical active combustion? It seems to have just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, of course it did. Cause Honda doesn't like two strokes, even if they invent something called rattle a- radical active combustion, which was just saying it was a little bit more, Cleaner burning. It was a it was a very clean burning two stroke, and I think it was. I I don't know this, but I think it was kind of like a precursor to kind of fuel injection and a precursor to 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 possibly direct injection. Although that was a carbureted. That was a carbureted bike, as far as I knew. And I rode that thing. The EXP. It was called the EXP four hundred, and it was a Dakar rally bike, and they actually raced it in the Nevada rally as well. But what it did is it actually held the power valve down lower so that it had longer to burn and but once they turned it into a race version, that kind of just went out the that kind of went out the window but in in they made c r m s in Japan that had this technology and it did it did it was a cleaner burning two stroke uh so but Honda pretty much uh wrote two strokes off at some point they just said these are we're we're not going to produce these anymore and uh, they don't uh, because two stroke isn't bad word in some anytime you're talking about anybody that talks about emissions and emissions compliancy and all this stuff two stroke is a bad word that's why there's a motor called an orbital that they put in powerboats that's a two stroke that is very emissions compliant and very clean running, but they don't call it – they do not call it a two-stroke. They call it an orbital. <laughs> Chuck Dollison. Chuck was the guy who was working in the service department for the, at the first Kawasaki dealership, Kawasaki Central, that I rode for back in Oxnard, California, when I started racing motocross. He would uh, help me out. when I had, When I was your age and I had stupid questions, like what spark plug do I put in my KX80, he would tell me chuck asks on my 2020 husky te 150i it has quite a bit of black ooze coming out of the exhaust it runs great what can i do about this or am i just riding it like an old man te 150i that's fuel injected i don't have any experience with those um i'm wondering if i have i ridden the fuel injected 150 i don't believe i have um that that is 100% directly related to the oil injection system and i will tell you that that and i don't have i, I have a lot of experience with the ktm uh, 300 and they don't they don't leak spooge stuff out the muffler very much do they hardly at all no yeah none. none yeah you guys have experience with them i, have I know
3: i had my packing out at 100 hours
0: and it looked; it was it, it, still dry.
3: The packing was. I was putting a spark arrestor around there. Yeah. The and it, it
0: felt it's the same weight as when it was brand new. Yeah, it's they, they're they're really they're, they're yeah they're they're pretty clean running. But I noticed that between the Beta 300 and the 200, so you're going to a smaller displacement, the 200 um, had a little bit more oil spooch coming out of the back of the muffler, and I don't know if they've just kind of adjusted the the oil injection on it uh, to, to run a little bit you know a little bit hot and you think about it like i don't know exactly how quickly that thing is you know pumping little pulses of oil in it but you think about how much you're up at the high rpm where it's got to put a lot in and then you quickly drop down to low rpm and then and then it goes back up so it's probably you know they're probably compensating it. it's a little bit more on the on the uh the the richer side so i could see where a bike that's you know running quite a bit you know it's not just constantly in the mid rpms where it would be you know a little bit leaner on the oil side it's it's a little bit higher up so i could see where that could be just that's the way it is but um it runs great what can i do but i'm I'm wondering maybe there you could try a different oil um uh try switching to an oil that maybe might not be uh you know Maybe you run the recommended brand and it does it. Maybe try just a different brand that's of the same stuff. That might work. I don't know. Let's see. Mike Patrick says, Haha, you sound like you're talking about the Shelby Cobra AC when you talk about your Husaberg 570. They used to say that the Cobra didn't accelerate from a standstill when you gassed it, that it just pulled the or orth- <laughs> told it and stand still. Well, you know, great, great. Uh, you know, great products uh, do the same thing to the earth. So that's, that's just, the way, just the way it is. Um, it looks like the MME is a clutch lever. Oh, Mount. Okay. Mountain Motorsports Engineering. I know this. Um, Midwest Mountain Engineering. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it alters the leverage ratio on the clutch. Um, I absolutely hate those things. And don't judge i didn't say it was good or bad i don't like them because they 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 make the clutch so easy to pull in but the engagement point uh changes quite a bit like how the the clutch feel and also the shape of their lever i have little tiny hands as you can see and they have a kind of a bigger square more square blade and it's it's just not made for me but so do we need to pull that bike off the board and put it lower now
1: uh, no, I was just... You're just checking to see that. where it was.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, this is a comment, actually, about the point you just made. Yeah,
0: it makes the... Yeah. Yep. That they, they you know, for some people, some people love those things. They, you know, if you feel like your clutch pull is too hard, that's a good way to change it. I think they change it on... they I think they go way overboard on it, for me, personally. But um some people really like them i i just i 'm a more fan of a quicker um uh quicker pull quicker pull and engagement so let 's see yeah we had that um r e is the race edition
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the betas correct and all the other comments are for my producer matt here who who has um yeah, who wrecked who matt. wrecked the stream yeah he he wrecked the stream he broke the internet yeah, tonight yeah and it's all my fault. Don't <laughs> worry. You guys go fix it and post. It'll it'll be like it never happened. Oh no, post. There won't be a single problem. Jordan a, Burns. Jordan Burns said this show is hundred percent NMF, and he's hundred percent correct. It's, it's NMF. <laughs>
2: Actually, I don't know what NMF is.
0: <laughs> it, you're not going to either. Super okay. top secret. Got it. Yeah. Uh, anything else?
2: Uh, I mean, there's this but.
0: solar SS. He says, I can't even see the classic two-strokes making that much of an impact on the environment. Take one diesel semi-truck, and it probably does more than all of the two-stroke combined exhaust pollution. Eh, Not necessarily, but I will tell you that all of the equipment running underneath the uh, 747 that's sitting idling at LAX right now, Uh, All of that equipment that's on the ground is regulated to the T's. And that 747, when it takes off, it negates any two-stroke emissions that are produced all year long, period. So it's good that they're regulating two-strokes for emissions. And this started a long time ago, and it's nothing more than just – it's just another thing that some bureaucrat can point their finger at and say, look, we cleaned this up. So just, hey, it started in California, and you guys made the best gas cans ever. Don't you love those ones that don't spill that you get from California? Cause they really were, I've never ever got one of those things to work without spilling twice as much. So there we go. Just like two strokes. Um, yeah. Thanks solar. Uh, and yeah, what, a solar guy would, you'd think he'd be pretty environmentally conscious. I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Surprised there's no, uh, Yamaha questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, but they probably read our 2019 test. They, they did change the suspension. They did do some stuff. There's yeah, some changes in yeah. that wheel. They changed it, and I'll tell you what. From from my history, not specifically talking about that bike because I'm not allowed to, but in my history with Yamaha changing things, um, they're they're kind of on the leading edge sometimes. To change, they'll do things that are different. They have over the past, you know, just different types of you know suspension systems and all different kinds of things they don't take it lightly and they really really do test it so when they make a change on a bike something like you know changing the spoke pattern on the wheel or changing the wheel spacers uh on the front fork you know making an alter alteration to how you know thick or wide the wheel spacers are they do it because it works and you're probably not going to notice it if you just hop you know from what you're you're on a kx 450 and you buy a yamaha and you ride it and you it's not something you're gonna notice there but if you have the bikes back to back, if you have last year's bike and this year's bike and you ride them back to back, a, a high level guy will feel it. You know, a guy that tests stuff and and you go, you you know, if you have 3 of those guys, at least 2 of them would have decided that the change that they made had a better had a better feeling. So um that's the way that they typically do things. And and some manufacturers just kind of jump on the change because it's a change and Yamaha seems like they really do test this stuff and when they make a change like that even, you know, no matter how small it's there's some sort of a benefit Um, the only time I don't really know about that is when they went to the white airbox and then the marketing guy told me it was because the air was going to be cooler that was coming inside the (laughs) airbox And kind of like uh,
2: how bold new graphics. Yeah, and then totally they went back, changed the handling. And, yeah,
0: they went back to black after a couple of years. And I said, "Well, what about that hot area now that you're sending into the air box? And uh, the question was not answered very well. <laughs> so, yeah, what else we got to do, Logan? Did you want to eat one of those candies? I'm sitting over here just like you know, drinking away, having my tequila and my beer. You're just having a look at that candy. You want it? <laughs> You know, there's two of them there. You could share one with your ex girlfriend. Maybe you could win her back.
2: <laughs>
0: That's what I would do with you know girls her age. I say, hey, you want a candy? Uh, I shouldn't can- do that.
2: No. <laughs> no. I, do that. I Highly would not recommend that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got the candy right there. I mean, it's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wait, I should be saying, hey, you want some? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay on that note i think we got to sign this one off don't we matt yeah yeah, we're
2: we're getting close to that time yeah okay
0: yeah it's long enough logan's got homework he wants to take taco hot home i'm not letting him (laughs) until you get that and you're gonna wear that every show until we get that list of what was on the x the past shows done okay yeah that's the agreement and that check over there it's dangling that has a that has a that there's a there's a that something has to get finished for that too you know you gotta mm-hmm. get those other things up there so okay with that guys we will uh, what do we do
1: see you out on the trail see you on the trail cheers,
0: cheers.